Now, in its contents and structure, the Book of Iwana shares a number of striking similarities with two other important Connacht manuscripts of the late 14th century, namely the Book of Ballymote and the Book of Lecan. One of the more notable of these similarities is the extent to which genealogical material dominates each. By my reckoning, some 35% of the contents of the Book of Lecan are taken up with genealogical tables. Um, the figure is about 25% for the Book of Ballymote, while that for Iwana is around 20%. We should recall, however, that the passage of time and history have been less kind to Iwana than to the other two codexes. For it is estimated that of its original 368 leaves, only 157 now survive in the book as we have it here. Uh, four, as we heard yesterday, are elsewhere. Many of the identifiable chasms, amounting to an excess of 50 leaves, occur in the first section of the manuscript. And as this is precisely where the genealogies are found, it would not be unreasonable to conclude that the genealogical content of the book was originally considerably more extensive. Now, the figures I've given relate solely to genealogical tables, which set out the lineage of families and population groups. And I've randomly taken just some uh, examples. The first uh, from the Book of Lecan, and you see sometimes it has an introductory uh, passage in normal, in, in, in prose, explaining, and then you go into the various different pedigrees, generally uh, introduced by a, ru a rubricated uh, large capital. Uh, one from the, uh, the Book of Lecan, uh, another similar uh, layout in the, uh, in the Book of Ballymote, uh, and a third one here. Uh, from the uh, from the book of from our book from the book of uh, Iwana. So the figures I've given relate solely to tables like this, which set out the lineages of families and population groups. But it is of course impossible to separate such bare lists of descent from the related uh, material that accompanies them, and in which they are enmeshed. <coughs> For this material provides much of their historical framework and fleshes out much of the information provided by the tables. Historical texts, for instance, that tell, for instance, of the wanderings of the Dacia, how branches of the Dacia came to be in County Meath, in Waterford, and also in Wales, or how a branch of the Dalvna, a people found in the west of Ireland, how they came to Leinster, they leave their name in the barony of Delvin in County West Meath, the settlement of Thayag Macain and his descendants in Meath, or, very importantly, the adventure of the sons of Ocho, of Ocho Mugmedon. And there are many other prose and verse narratives, or origin legends, that tell of how various population groups came into existence or ended up where they did. The multiple regnal lists and genealogies and tables of saints intertwined in these genealogies are a historical record that emphasise the worldly or spiritual attainments of the ancestors while texts such as Lerna Garth or Timna Cahirwood set out the rights and privileges of various peoples established by native custom and law. So also the learned encyclopedic tracts, such as the Din Hamachus, uh, which you heard about uh, just there, the Ban Hamachus or Kaur Anamun, anchor people and places within a broader historical framework. A framework that is underpinned by texts such as the Laud Gawala, uh, or Sex Etates Mundi, the former forging the link between Irish prehistory, uh, the world of the genealogical ancestors, and the latter exp explaining the origins of that world and the different ages, and bringing 
Ireland firmly into the Judeo-Christian scheme of world history. This, in very broad strokes, is what uh, Michael and Elizabeth spoke with greater eloquence and in more detail yesterday. Thus, what might seem at first glance to be rather random collections of traditional material can be seen to have a coherent and cohesive core of interrelated texts that form substantial tomes of traditional history. And indeed, the tentacles of genealogy or genealogical history stretch far and wide, pervading much of the literary tradition and extending into narratives such as Conal Corkin, the Corkoluite, Tainbo Quilne, Togolbridden Dajerga, and many others. These, these texts sent figures from the bare lists dancing across their pages and give them life, so to speak. Given that the three manuscripts share much of the same material, sharing also a conic provenance and belong roughly to the same period, it might be reasonable to assume that a process of copying has taken place, that the shared material in two of them is copied from the third, uh, which serve as their exemplar, or that the compilers of all three manuscripts had access to common exemplars. Comparison of individual texts within these manuscripts, however, shows that while there is indeed much evidence of the compilers making use of the same sources, in several other cases, their sources were not the same, resulting in different recensions or versions of the same texts appearing in these manuscripts. As we've just heard in relation to the Jinhanachas, the same applies to Koranaman and several other texts, uh, not found in all the manuscripts, of course. And even where common sources are in evidence, and they mention in some cases the sources they use, uh, some books like the, uh, the Psalter of Cashel or the Book of Lohra uh, are mentioned in, in all three. There are some sources that are unique to one or the other, or some sources mentioned in two, but not in the third. And even where common sources are in evidence, material copied from these sources does not always co correspond in our volumes, nor is it always arranged in the same way. This observation suggests an element of editorial judgment on the part of those who compile these books, although in some cases, differences are caused simply through scribal error. Where genealogies are concerned, we find that this judgment sometimes involved the foregrounding or the highlighting of certain pedigrees through their being positioned favorably in the genealogical scheme and the provision of additional historical or laudatory material relating to the people in question. In like measure, we also find that certain people are backgrounded or downgraded for a variety of reasons. Now, one of the conclusions we might draw about, the, uh, might draw about these books, Ballymoat, Lekin, and Iwina, is that in their shared texts, and they have a lot of shared texts, they represent variants of a body of core material in the scholarly library, texts to which the scholar should have access, providing with the traditional sources required by practitioners of his profession. While the material unique to any one volume may reflect personal interest or requirement, the classical adaptations uh, at the end of the Book of Ballymote being a case in point. On the other hand, the high degree of illumination and embellishment we find in all three volumes, but particularly in the case of Ballymote and Lekin, suggest that they're not uh, volumes solely for the eyes of the scholar, but are also to be viewed and admired by others, perhaps to be displayed on certain occasions as tangible evidence of a patron's bounty and association with learning. 
Although not as extensive as our books, a similar layout and architecture can be seen in the somewhat earlier so-called Okianon miscellany from uh, Breifne, number one in your handout. This volume, which according to the scribe of Okianon, was copied from an exemplar belonging to his teacher, Sean O'Dogon, mentioned yesterday. But he says in this case, it was for his own use. And the Okianon uh, miscellany, while it has much of the same material, uh, isn't as detailed or as extensive uh, as the volumes we have, uh, we have mentioned. But the fact that he copied it from book by, uh, that he says he copied it from book uh, uh, belonging to his teacher, Sean O'Dougan, uh, suggests we have yet another book there that contains this type of material. And further remove the layout of the 12th century Rawlinson B. 5, uh, 502 in Oxford and the Book of Leinster at Trinity College Dublin show a broadly similar structure. And like Ballymote, Lekin, and Iwanya, these volumes also have a considerable genealogical content. That genealogy and its associated apparel dominates the manuscripts we've discussed. Sorry, that, that genealogy and its associated uh, apparel uh, dominates the manuscripts we've discussed should cause no surprise. For genealogy and origins were a central concern of traditional scholarship and learning. Speaking of the genealogies, uh, Don Ho Koran, who has made such a huge contribution to our understanding of these texts, characterized them in the following terms. The genealogies, he says, are a conscious attempt at total history, one's place in God's plan of salvation, remote origins, noble and enduring ancestry, claims to status, legitimacy, and the right to rule and to inheritance in a changing and a dangerous world. Through the endeavors of the so-called synthetic historians, which resulted in the monumental Lao Gawala, Irish dynasties were able to trace their lineages back to Mead Espanya and through him to Noah's son Japhet. And in doing so, they placed themselves, as I said, and their ancestors and their progeny within a historical scheme framed by the Old Testament. Within this scheme, we can distinguish a number of epochs. Firstly, the distant prehistoric Laurgawala tradition that forged the link between the Irish and the world of the, uh, of the Old Testament. Then a more recent prehistory, stretching from roughly the time of Christ to the arrival of Christianity, and thence into the early historical period. Regnal lists thereafter distinguishing between kings uh, as believers or non-believers. Within this epoch of recent history, stretching from the time of Christ, roughly down to the uh, arrival of, Christ uh, of Christianity, uh, crucial nodes in the lines of descent of each dynasty were provided by a number of legendary her heroic ancestors, many of whom were reputed to have lived between the first and the fifth centuries. Con Cedrach, the ancestor of Sheil Gwyn, uh, the northern half of Ireland, his descendant Neil Noy Gielach, or our earlier history uh, heroes of the Ulster cycle, Fargus MacRoe, Conal Carnach, Conalburg MacNessa, and other figures from different parts of the country. Needless to add, the extensive genealogical tracts that have been transmitted to us were not seen as sacred and immutable texts. They started off, of course, as a learned fiction and developed over a period of many centuries in a political landscape that was ever-changing. Although legend blends into history as genealogies enter the documented early historical period, fiction was an ever-present ingredient in this transmission. Genealogies could be concocted or falsified 
to cater for the rise of new dynasties or the decline or extinction of others. Through this pr process of foregrounding, favorite dynasties could be promoted and expanded, their status, rights, and privileges enshrined for all time in the additional material that serves to expand the bare bones of their genealogical tables. Conversely, through a period of backgrounding, uh, the standing of the political losers could be diminished or removed altogether from the official record. The genealogical material in the Book of Iwana reflects such activity, and today I would like to focus on two aspects of it, one of foregrounding, to use that term, and another of fossil backgrounding. Now, as already noted, the original genealogical content of Iwana has fared badly in transmission. Situation in the first 34 folios of the manuscript as now constituted, it stands in the section of the manuscript that suffered the most damage, amounting to the loss of some 56 leaves. Much of this lost material clearly comprised genealogical tables, but it probably also contained related contextual matter such as I have discussed here. As has been transmitted to us, the Book of Iwana does not contain a copy of Laur Gawala, the fonds at Arago of the uh, uh, genealogical tradition. Uh, but it is possible that a copy was contained in the 23 leaves missing from the opening of the book. Kathleen Moncrone, however, who catalogued the manuscript, was of the opinion that the first 38 folios had been misplaced, and the volume originally opened with what is now folio 48, a, a section with synchronisms of the reigns of legendary kings of Ireland with those of ancient Greece. Uh, if so, uh, Iwana may not originally have had a copy of Laur Gawal, if this is so. However, uh, William O'Sullivan, who uh, in, in the meantime examined uh, the Book of Iwana again in the article referred to several times uh, yesterday, uh, uh, disputes this. And as we've seen yesterday, of course, the list of contents given by James Ware in the 17th century lists the Laur Gawala as one of the texts found in, uh, in, um, in the Book of Iwana. And it's most likely then uh, appeared in this opening section, as it does in the other uh, manuscripts. There is no other chasm uh, of those identifiable that would be large enough to, uh, to, to accommodate it. And at the beginning of the manuscript, this is precisely where we'd expect to find it, uh, as it is, as it occurs in the other uh, in the other books. Although the genealogical section of the Book of Iwana is badly gapped, the extensive genealogies found in the books of Ballymote and, and Lecan can serve as a guide as we try to establish what is now missing. These three manuscripts follow a broadly similar pattern with regard to their genealogical tables. As manuscripts of Connacht provenance and with Connacht concerns, they foreground the Shiel Gwyn genealogies, that is, the people in the northern half of Ireland who claim descent from the legendary king Cun Cidchach and his descendants Ucho uh, Mugmedon and Neil Noyilach. And you can turn to uh, the genealogical table uh, in your handout, uh, which I've taken from Francis John Burns, uh, Irish Kings and uh, High Kings. And there you have the, uh, the genealogical scheme uh, in broad strokes for the north of Ireland, for the Connachta and the Enail. The Enail, of course, who dominated uh, the north of Ireland. And you see the line of ascent going from Con Cairdhach, uh, legendary, uh, the, of course, the uh, uh, eponymous ancestor of the Connachta, Arthainir, Cormac Macart, down to Carbra Lithicar. 
And when you go to the left uh, of the uh, of uh, uh, of the manuscript, you see Fiachushraftina Muradtiruch then Ochid Mug Medon. And this is a crucial node because Ochus uh, uh, brothers uh, and his son Neil Nigyalach are responsible for most of the dominant uh, are the ancestors of most of the dominant uh, uh, dynasties in Connacht in the late uh, Middle Ages. Uh, three of them in particular, uh, Brion, from which comes the Ivrun, Fiachra, uh, from which comes the Iachrach, and Alel, from which comes the Ialela, uh, a dynasty that were uh, important uh, for a while, but then failed, uh, faded into uh, impotence. And of course, Ochus' uh, son, uh, Neil Noyeloch, uh, the ancestor of the Inyel and most of the dynasties in, in, in central and in, uh, in uh, northwest and in mid Ulster. Uh, so, from, from the genealogical tree, uh, you can see how it's structured. Uh, and the genealogies begin with, with this material. The Connacht genealogies begin with this material. You can contrast this to the earlier uh, Book of Leinster and Rawls and B502 genealogies which, as manuscripts of Leinster provenance, foreground the Leinstermen, the Ligon, and related peoples. Then, following the introductory section, go back to uh, our handout again, uh, Ballymote and Lecan commence with the, with the Connachta and the Inail, starting out with the latter, and moving on through the descendants of Ochu Mugmedon, the Ivrion, the Shil Muradig, and the Iacroch, uh, to the left of our genealogical table. In doing so, they covered, as I've said, uh, the three main dynasties in North Connacht at the time, and at the time of writing, the Shiel Muradig, represented by the O'Connors and their cadet branches, were the main political force in the province and had been so for several centuries. These Ballymote and Lecan genealogies then move to the right-hand side of your uh, genealogical table, proceeding to the Ariola, a largely northern dynasty founded, according to legend, by the three Cullos, who displaced the Ullads, the Ulstermen of old, and, and, again, uh, were, uh, and, and, and again were somewhat closely related, were closely related to the Inyail and to the Shiel uh, Muradig. And if we can go on and take a look at the map, which uh, sets out, you'll see where most of these uh, uh, people are. So you have the Ariela in the north, you have a number of branches of the Ivrun, or the Iachroch, uh, in the uh, uh, to the north and the centre of, uh, of, uh, of of Connacht. Having provided the historical background, these manuscripts, Lecan and Ballymote, uh, list the descendants of each of the three colours. Uh, that, that is, they tell the origin legend of how the colours uh, got their land, how the Ariola uh, got their land, displacing the others. And in the uh, in the uh, Connacht genealogies, they focus on the branch belonging to Colodachriach, uh, earlier known as Colofochriach, in particular the branch of the Ariola that ended up in South Connacht, namely the Iwane. The genealogies then move on to the Ligon, uh, through the Osriga and the Jaisha, and thence to various different peoples in Munster and Ulster. So, so they follow this broad structure. Uh, while the major population groups, uh, pedigrees, covered down to this point and the two manuscripts are the same, we should note that Ballymote and Lecan are not identical in their ordering of genealogical tables within these groupings, nor in the supplementary matter, so supplementary matter they introduce in the case of each. For instance, 
Lekin provides us with far more information on the Iichroch, and in particular on the Oduda or the Odaud family, Ruri Oduda being the supposed patron of the book. Moving on to Iwana as it stands, its first folio commences in the middle of the genealogies of Dacia, but a scribal note informs us that this pedigree has been inadvertently misplaced through error in a section dealing with the Inyale. It should be noted, however, that the Inyale genealogies in Lekin and Balimot are both preceded by a, geneal uh, a genealogy of a branch of the Dacia, a related branch of, of the Dacia. Now, this is not the same as the material that we have in Iwana, but it may be that there was a branch of the Dacia to be situated there, and that through mistake, other Dacia material uh, was brought. They brought in a lot of mainline uh, Dacia material dealing with the Dacia of the South. So this, and it's fragmentary, it starts off with this uh, genealogy of the Dacia. Like Ballymote and Lekin, Iwana then proceeds with the lists of the uh, Inyale kings, but is ended abruptly by a chasm amounting to the loss of nine leaves. We cannot be fully certain, of course, what once stood here, but it's probably safe to assume that it continued in much the same way as Lekin and Ballymote, with the rest of the Inyale pedigrees followed by those of related Shilguin uh, uh, families. Uh, for when the Book of Iwana picks up again, following the gap, we are already in the Iwana genealogies, an opening section having been lost. So it's therefore likely uh, that the nine leaves lost having con uh, uh, continued with the Inyale and the Shilguin genealogies, giving uh, the Iachruch, the Ivrun, uh, going through them in turn, uh, before moving on to the Ariella and the Iwana. This section of the Iwana genealogies, uh, that when we enter, deals with more recent members of the family and contemporary figures, uh, but it endures but, but for, a, for, a, for, a, for a couple of leaves before we encounter yet another chasm caused by the loss of four leaves. This time, however, we are somewhat more fortunate. For two of the lost leaves, have been identified in folios 70 to 20 of the British Library manuscript Editor 90, uh, a composite manuscript uh, having various different uh, sources. These leaves apparently had been sold by James Hardyman uh, to the British Museum in the 1830s. They don't fully fill the gap, for there are sections beginning and after that are missing. The Editor material, however, provides us with a number of poems largely associated with the Ikala. And then there is another small gap before we rejoin the Evina, which continues with the same uh, series of poems. I've um, listed it here, but if you look at Nullig's uh, handout from yesterday, he gives a far more detailed uh, list of, uh, of, uh, of uh, material. I've uh, highlighted the material found in uh, Edgerton. Uh, I've, I've put it in, 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 in bold print. So it seems to be similar in many respects to um, to what we, the pattern seemed to be quite similar to what we have in the other manuscripts. Even in its incomplete and gapped condition, it is clear that our book originally cont contained a vast amount of, of genealogical and supporting material about the Ariella, the Iwana, and their lineage uh, represented by the Ichala or the Ocales. That the book of Iwana foregrounds uh, the Iwana, or the Ikala, 
is not an earth-shattering observation. But the extent to which this is done is remarkable and points to a people imbued with their own importance and sense of entitlement in a resurgent Gaelic society, as Maida Niwena has argued in her discussion of the tract on the background, uh, on the background tract on the rights and, on the rights and privileges, namely the Nosa Omaina. This was a process that endured uh, for some time. Witness further items that were added to the book by later hands. Nor was the Book of Iwana the, the only production of this people. Uh, uh, for uh, we have a compendium of other material related to the Iwana, uh, now found in the TCD manuscript, H27, compiled around the same time in the middle of the 14th century by Lucas O'Dallon. And also in the genealogies in Book of uh, Ballymoat, one of the sources mentioned is the Laur Gyar Ikala, the short book of the, uh, uh, of the Ikala. Uh, this is not mentioned in uh, the Book of Iwana itself, uh, but it, it may have been. Cathy um, Mulcrone argues that much of the genealogical, the genealogical material may have been taken uh, from this book now lost. So they had quite a lot of material dealing with themselves and their own sense of importance, and this comes out in the, uh, in the book of uh, Iwana. The extent to which the scribes of Iwana therefore foregrounded their patrons can be seen if we contrast it with the books of Lekin and Ballymoat. Lekin, compiled for the Iruda uh, of uh, Northwest Connop, follows their genealogies with a long historical poem and their origins and some sundry other matter added by later hands, but no, nowhere near as extensive as the Iwana type of foregrounding. Ballymote, on the other hand, simply adds a short, factual, and somewhat laudatory note on its patron, Tomothoch Mactonoche. It leaves a little space, but nothing was added to this. The Iwana uh, were long established in Connacht, being mentioned by Patrick's biographer, Tzirachon, and their lands once extended much further north. By the time the Book of Iwana came to be compiled, they were, they were represented mainly by the Ocala Lordship to the south of Galway through the story of the Three Colours, which we mentioned earlier on, a fiction created possibly in the ninth century as they associated themselves with the expanding and dominant Shilgrin dynasties of Connacht as it displaced other population groups in that province. Among the people so displaced were several population groups who claimed descent from Clan Rutherige, the Ullad or the Ulstermen of old, to the person of one of their heroes, Fargus MacRoe. Fargus is a leading figure in the tales of the Ulster cycle. A tract on the Book of Leinster and the court of the king, Croer MacNiasa, describes Fargus as a man of gigantic proportions, endowed with a manhood of no small measure and a sexual appetite to match. His sex sexual appetite proved to be, as Tiafo Rahli put it, a boon for the genealogists. <laughs> Formerly a, a king of Ulster, he surrendered his kingship to Crohor MacNiasa for a period of a year on condition that Nias, Conqueror's mother, grant him her sexual favours. This, however, proved to be a ruse to wrest the kingship from him completely and so satisfied were the Ulstermen with Crohor's reign that they decided he should remain their king. Uh, 
Fergus endured as a former king and a very unhappy camper uh, in Ulster until Cruhur's treachery in killing the sons of Ishnu and bringing about the death of Jerdra forced him into exile. Uh, we know the story of how uh, Jerdra went off with uh, her, the, the three sons of Ishlu uh, to, uh, to, to Britain, to Scotland. Uh, they suffered great hardship there. Uh, the Ulstermen felt sorry uh, for them and they, and they made an agreement with uh, Crohor that if they came back, they wouldn't be killed. Uh, Fergus MacRoe was one of the, uh, the guarantors of the agreement, but when the, uh, the three sons of Ishlu uh, returned, uh, Crohor had them killed on the uh, green at Avonwacha and Gerdra committed uh, suicide. Uh, so terrible was her plight afterwards. So as a result of this, Crohor and an entourage, including, as we heard earlier on, Cormac Conlungus, Crohor's uh, own son, went into exile uh, to Connacht and ended up in the court of Alil and Maeve. While there, according to the legend, their guest, Fergus, had a sexual relationship with the equally formidable Medev, Queen of Connacht. As a result of their encounter, Medev gave birth to triplets, Kir, Kunvak, or Kork, or Mogtait, as it's said in other uh, sources. The triplets, born to such formidable parents, were to become the ancestors of several peoples in early medieval Ireland. The most important of these being the Korkum Rua, the Korkum Roan Clare, the Kirige, uh, and the Convacta. Now, if we look at our map again, I've uh, tried to uh, highlight, uh, highlight here, we find several branches of the Kyrige, a people called the Kyrige, uh, the Kyrige uh, uh, Arne, or Loch Arne, the Kyrige A, the Kyrige Artig, and of course there are several other branches of the Kyrige uh, in the south of the, uh, of, uh, uh, of the country. Uh, leaving their name in the, of course, the county name uh, Kerry. This map, uh, taken from again from Francis John Burns' uh, Irish Kings and High Kings, uh, depicts the political cons uh, uh, landscape in Connacht around the year 800 or so. And we find various branches of the Kiriga scattered throughout Connacht uh, and also in, uh, in Munster. We also find the people called the Convacna, several branches of them uh, are also found uh, throughout uh, Connacht. Uh, and these also claim descent from, uh, from uh, uh, Fergus MacRoe. These two peoples, the Kyrige and the Conwachna, had formerly been people of some status, and the Kyrige of Connacht, at least, are mentioned by Tirichon, as he mentions the Iwana, and in other early sources. They clearly occupied much of the land that subsequently was to be taken by the Shiel Gwyn in the form of the Ivrun and the expanding Iwana. An indicator of their former status can be seen in the extent of their presence in the early, sorry, the extent of their presence in the early, uh, in, in, in the, in the early uh, uh, genealogies. Excuse me, won't you? Can be seen in, in the extent of their presence in the early ge genealogies. The uh, genealogies in the books of, uh, in Rawlinson B 502 and in the book of Leinster uh, have uh, uh, about 10% of them are, giving over, are, are given over to the genealogies of the, uh, of the Convachna, the Korkum Rua uh, and the, uh, the, the Kyriga. In late medieval Ireland, however, only two substantial branches 
of medieval Connacht or the west of Ireland, only two substantial branches of Fergus's uh, progeny uh, remained. Uh, these were the Conbachna Rain in the north, uh, in the north, in the Breifne, and uh, uh, what was then part of Connacht, now it's uh, Ulster, uh, uh, Cavan, uh, and Leitrim, and in the south, in County Clare, in in in, in, in uh, These were uh, these peoples uh, were of some importance still uh, in the late medieval, medieval period. But the uh, the Kiariga, uh, and the other branches of the Conbachna uh, had become extinct and had lost their territories, having been taken over uh, by the Evroon uh, and uh, by the uh, by the Ewina, uh, and in other places by uh, by by other peoples. Now. Like the um, like the um, uh, the Iwina, uh, and other peoples, uh, there's clear evidence that the uh, of additional genealogical material or supplementary material being associated with the descendants of Fargus MacRow. A late manuscript, the Book of O'Loughlin, also here in the uh, in the Royal Irish Academy, written in 1728 by Andreas McCritchin. Uh, of uh, the Burren County Clare for the O'Loughlins and the Burn of County Clare. The Corkham Rua, of course, the branch were, was represented by the O'Loughlins and by the O'Connors of the, uh, of, 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 of the Burn and the O'Connors of Kerry uh, later on as well. But in this particular instance, uh, in the Burren in County Clare. And the Book of O'Loughlins has a diverse body of material, much of which is associated with Fargus MacRow and some genealogical tracts giving the genealogies of Fergus Macro. While this is a much later document, it contains material, some of which is much earlier, including a number of dynastic poems found in other earlier sources that have to do with Fergus Macro. So the question is then, how do these uh, people fare in the Book of Iwina and in the other, uh, in the other Connacht genealogies? Well, not, so, uh, not very well. When the uh, genealogies progress through the, uh, the, the Leinstermen, the Daisha, and other people, they come to Clan Rudriga, or to the descendants of the Ulstermen. And the descendants of Fargus MacRow loom very large. Now, unfortunately, in the book of, uh, in the, in the book of Iwina, the, uh, there are only two sections of Fargus's genealogy. There are three main sections in these uh, manuscripts. We have a main, uh, a huge body of uh, genealogical uh, material, pedigrees, uh, related, with fa uh, related to Fargus uh, and his descendants. We then have a special section related to the Corkum Rua uh, of, of South uh, uh, Clare, in Clare and to the, uh, uh, to the uh, Convacna Rain in the north, uh, in the north of, uh, uh, of Connacht. Uh, in the Book of Iwana, we just have the introductory Convacna Rain uh, piece, and we have the large section on the genealogies of Fergus. But when we look at the genealogies of the, the main peoples of Fergus, the Convacna, uh, the Kiariga, and other peoples in Connacht, these relate very closely to the other, to the pre Norman material we find in the Book of Leinster uh, and in the Rawlinson B502. They haven't been brought up to date uh, at all. And the names, there are names of peoples there who have disappeared completely, who had disappeared completely from the map uh, by the time uh, our, uh, our, our books were being written. So these, uh, 
materials have been backgrounded, so to speak. There is nothing additional given. Uh, these are the people uh, whose land have been taken uh, by the by the Iwana and by the Ivrun and by the other people. They were the losers in the political uh, in the political landscape, and they've been uh, downgraded uh, in this material. But the origin legend of the Kiriga and the people of Fargus Macro was not uncontested. The um, story, uh, which is told, uh, that Fargus uh, had a relationship with Medev that gave rise, from which triplets are born, and gave rise to this genealogy, uh, is found in the early tale, uh, in the tale Thornbow Flivish. This is two, there are two versions of this tale, one dating from the 8th century and the other dating uh, from the, uh, probably from the late 12th or early uh, 13th uh, century. And this tells, uh, the, the later version is a mocking tale that tells of how uh, Fargus and Medev had an affair uh, and ended up um, in a tree, making love in a tree, and out of this, uh, the, 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 the triplets are, are born. It's a, a very, uh, it's a tale that's burlesque. It portrays Fergus as a, a dilatory uh, and as a, a, an uncertain figure, uh, an object of, uh, uh, of derision, a kept man who's kept by, by Medev only because of his sexual prowess, but a person who, who's weak uh, and who doesn't, can't take decisions. So this tale is rather pointed. And if you mock a person like Fargus Macrow, you mock the ancestor, you're mocking the people. So there seems to be some evidence of this downgrading of the people in the literature at this time. But we also have another tale, in, and it's found in the book of the Iwana. It's a tract on the Kyrige, uh, which explains of how the Kyrige came to Connacht. It's a completely different tradition but it's found in the book of, of Iwana and says that the Kiriga originally emigrated from Munster north into, uh, into Connacht and doesn't take any uh, heed of the Cormac, uh, of the Fargus Macro uh, tale. So this is an example of a people who had lost out, being downgraded. The official record had to stand uh, and the, the old uh, pre-Norman uh, pedigrees are given, but the people uh, uh, are not foregrounded in any way, and their, uh, the record is just left, not updated in any way. So even in its fragmentary and incomplete state, the Book of Iwana is a fascinating creation and a record of a late medieval society. It poses many questions about its creation and purpose and its relation to the other great books discussed. Some of these questions have been answered at our conference, others have been raised but one of the most important aspects is its genealogical content. This deserves further examination uh, and to be, to be traced further. And in this, we're helped very much by Nolaga Morila's uh, recent booklet, The Irish Genealogies, Irish History, History's uh, poor, poor Relation, uh, which maps out the various genealogical uh, tracts uh, left, uh, and it's a, uh, it shows the wealth of material there. It is very challenging material, but we can rest assured that any uh, effort spent in uh, researching it uh, will result in a very good harvest. Uh, and the Book of Iwana is one of the important strands in this material. Thank you very much indeed.